So today I want to talk briefly about depression. And the thing about psychology and all of this kind of stuff is that it does tend to have a focus on what's happening with the mind. And what can often happen with psychological stuff is it gets so focused on the psyche bit that it kind of misses the fact that we are actually human beings with <clears throat> with a body, not just a mind, and that the two kind of interact. And that when things are going on with our mind, there's also something else going on with our body. And sometimes, in fact, things that are going on with our body will impact how our mind feels. Really simple example is you probably notice you feel more down in the dumps when you haven't had good sleep. Your body is depleted and it affects how we feel in our mind as well. And so it's often the case, I think, that psychology in its focus on the mind can miss the body. Sometimes almost completely. And yet in the body, what we have are very sophisticated systems that react to feelings of threat and danger and even just a lack of safety can trigger certain responses, which are not psychological responses in the first instance, but physiological ones. They're things that happen in the body and they're part of our body's natural defence systems. And so when things happen which don't feel particularly safe, and they might be very subtle things, subtle cues that our nervous systems pick up in the environment, so much so we might not even know what they are necessarily. Sometimes we will, but sometimes it's like, why am I feeling like this? Because there doesn't seem to be a trigger. That's how subtle some of the cues can be. But if our nervous system picks up on a lack of safety, then there are certain defence systems that are likely to kick in. And there's two main defence systems that kind of come in whenever our nervous system will kind of spot this lack of safety. The first one is fight or flight. So you're probably really aware of the first one, fight or flight. And what happens during fight or flight is that our nervous system will spot a problem and then it will activate us, give us more energy and get us feeling those kind of butterfly feelings, that sort of heart increasing <clears throat> sort of feelings in order to try and energise you to solve the problem. And evolutionarily, the problem might have been a saber-toothed tiger has just arrived in the vicinity. And so in order to solve the problem, it needs to energise you to run away. In modern day life, it, it can be something much less than that, and much more subtle. But nonetheless, you'll face some sort of a problem according to your nervous system. And it will still energise you in the same way because it wants you to do something to try and solve the problem. But what happens if we can't solve the problem? What happens if the saber-toothed tiger catches us and there's nothing we can do to get away? 
Well, if we can't solve the problem by energizing, by the whole fight or flight thing not working, then what happens is we will go into our very oldest defense system, which is to go into freeze or shut down. So people often think that in response to a danger, we just go into fight or flight. But in actual fact, physiologically, that's not true. Physiologically, we have two different states that we can go into whenever we feel a lack of safety. One is fight or flight, but the other is shut down. The other is that freezing, that numbing, that world go away state. There is actually a physiological thing that happens with our bodies that makes us just want to numb the badness. And of course, if you're in the jaws of a saber-toothed tiger, it's really helpful. Because, first of all, the numbing is a good thing if there's pain. It makes sense, doesn't it? If the, if the tooth of a saber-toothed tiger are about to sink into you, numbing makes a great deal of sense in that situation. And so that's what our nervous system will actually do. We can't solve the problem, so we go into that shutdown that kind of disassociation, that numbing from the awfulness of what's happening. And so we go into that place where we essentially would play dead, wouldn't we? With a saber-toothed tiger, that might actually be a useful strategy. Perhaps what would happen is that the saber-toothed tiger, once it was convinced we were dead, would put us down for a minute, go and get its cubs by which point we could get up and leg it. So it's actually a decent defence system. And also even in advance of that, if you remember, say, the film Jurassic Park, those particular predators would see things by movement. And so not moving, that freeze thing, can be a helpful thing as well, evolutionarily. And so I want you to understand that these two systems exist. And they both respond to a lack of safety or a presence of threat. That first of all, we may well go into that kind of energized state. Let's try and solve the problem. But if the problem isn't solvable, what we can often do is go into that shutdown state as well. And that's just as... It's just as sensitive a system as the fight or flight. And in fact, what happens if your history is that you grew up with a problem that was just not solvable? You know, maybe it was domestic violence, maybe it was something else. But something was happening in your environment or even happening to you where that first system might come online, but you kind of learned that this was not a problem that was solvable. You were just too little. Or the forces against you were too large. And so perhaps your nervous system might have realised that if the problem can't be solved, it might have a little go at it. Or maybe it goes directly into that shutdown. And the reason why I'm explaining what's going on physiologically is because 
This is an actual bodily system. In fact, it happens without consulting the conscious brain. These safety systems of fight or flight and shutdown, they operate without the thinking brain at all. It's almost like an alarm system. And so when we feel depressed, there's a very, very good chance that what's going on is that physiologically our nervous systems, that alarm system, is responding to a lack of safety by going into shutdown, by actually switching on a physiological system within you whose aim is to protect you by numbing you and by shutting you away from the world. And so when we think of depression in this way, we can think of depression almost as a quest for safety. That we pick up a cue in our environment that there is a lack of safety. And either our nervous system has learned that fight or flight doesn't produce anything, or maybe we go into fight or flight first. And then when the problem isn't solved for us, it would be a normal thing then to go into that shutdown. Just like if we try and escape from the saber-toothed tiger and it catches us, we've energised first of all, but then if it didn't work, it kind of makes sense to go into shutdown. And so when we think of depression as something which is not simply a mental thing, but actually has physiological roots, actually is something very sophisticated and very sensitive in our body that's responding in order to try and protect us, we can see depression as some kind of quest for safety. And when depressed, isn't that what we do? We kind of hunker down away from the world. We like to get into bed and wrap the clothes around us. We don't like to really see other people, even sometimes the people that might be closest to us. We become like a hedgehog, don't we, that rolls into a ball with all its spikes out, saying, keep away, world, and hunkers down into safety. And so when we think of depression like this, as not just a mental thing, but as a physiological thing around safety, that has impacts on how we then view the world from that sense of threat, then maybe it gives us a different way of responding to a depression that we would like to come out of. And of course, this is only one way of thinking about depression. But there are physiological factors going on. And so if you're in that place where you notice that your energy is low, that your motivation is low, that you want to hunker down like a hedgehog and roll into a ball and throw your spikes out, that you'd like people to kind of stay away. If you notice that you're in that place, I wonder if it's worth asking 
a question of how safe do I feel in this moment? Because if you ask that question and notice that you're not feeling safe at that moment, then that's a clue that what might actually be happening for you is that this physiological system that is designed to protect you has kicked in. And when you ask the question, how safe do I feel right now? And the answer comes back as not very. It also allows you then to check with the world, I suppose. How safe is the world at the moment? Are you actually in some sort of imminent threat? And so it allows you to just check out whether your feelings of not being safe are something that's actually true in this very moment. Are you under threat in this very moment? But, you know, I think more importantly than that even is if you realise that it would actually be safe for the hedgehog to come back out of the ball again. A really interesting question and an important question, I think, is what is it that would entice the hedgehog back? What is it that would entice the hedgehog back into a feeling where it felt safe to emerge from the ball? What are the things that would invite you back to safety? So what are your safest places? Who are your safest people? When are the times where you feel safest? Because if we think about depression as a response to some sort of cue that your nervous system picks up, which is about a lack of safety and about a sense that we can't actually solve this problem, that it's too overwhelming, that it's actually the hedgehog curling up into a ball, then in order to emerge from it, it might actually be helpful to think of that in terms of safety as well. To acknowledge that we're not feeling safe right now. So what is it that would invite us back gently into feelings of safety? And if our energy is shut down too, what would invite us back gently into a place of energy again? What is it that would kind of get us moving again? It might be music, it might be something else entirely. But people often don't think of depression, even psychologists, as something that is physiological in the body, that is something that is a response to safety and a lack of safety, that is actually our nervous systems doing its thing to protect us as it should do because it's picked up some subtle cue, or maybe not even a subtle cue, but some cue in the environment that things are not safe and things are too overwhelming in order to solve that problem. But when we do think of it that way, it allows us another way of moving out of it. Because if it is about safety, and this is our bodies responding 
to that feeling of unsafety by having the hedgehog roll into a ball, then safety becomes a route out of it as well. Because in order for the hedgehog to know it's safe again and to feel it's safer again, safe again to come out of this ball, what would those things be that would invite you back to safety again? That would just gently give you some return to energy again? And so that's the idea I want to leave you with today, really. Just that different frame of viewing depression. That actually, at least some of the time, Depression can be viewed as an absence of safety. It can be viewed as your body making sense of that and trying to protect you. And so looking at depression through that frame of reference that it's actually a quest for safety can actually lead you out of depression again. By getting you to think in terms of what would actually bring that safety back. And so if you find this idea useful, feel free to spread it around so that it may help somebody else. If you'd like to subscribe to the podcast, you can do that for free. And that's uh, wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch these as videos on a sliceoftherapy.com. And you could work with me directly. I'm Alan Parry. And you can find me at liverpoolpsychotherapy.co.uk. So thanks for listening. And I'll be back again tomorrow with another one.